Hebrews chapter number 11. I'll be done quickly tonight as long as we don't get into it too much. Hebrews chapter number 11. We'll read one small verse tonight. And um, this is the last singular person um, that, that the Lord or that the writer of Hebrews through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit this is the last singular singular person that is mentioned through the heroes of faith and so as we've come through that we've seen a lot and um, let's read our passage first Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 31 the Bible says by faith the harlot Rahab perish not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. You say, preacher, there's not much in there. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. And the Lord helped me. And uh, I'm thankful for it. I got eight points for you tonight. I'll be done quickly. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to preach tonight. Well, I pray God you'd help me in every way. Lord, uh, make much of you in all things. Lord, we'll give you the thanks and praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The writer of Hebrews said that there was elders that obtained a good report. And um, as we look through those, we know them as the heroes of faith. And as we've seen them, I I wrote down a little outline that the Lord gave me as I was sitting there in my study last night. And I wrote down this little outline, and we find in in verse number 4, and and a good overview, just to look back at what we've studied so far, we found there was Abel. And what I said is he had the right sacrifice, and we understand that, right? Abel had the right sacrifice, and according to the scripture there, the Bible says that he had a more excellent sacrifice than Cain did. And so he had had the right sacrifice when he came um, to by faith. That is his by faith moment, he had the right sacrifice. Then on a little farther in verse 5 and verse 6, we find there is by faith Enoch. And Enoch, he had the right uh, statement. He had the right testimony. The Bible tells us very clearly uh, that he, um, he was translated, he should not see death. Uh, and he had this testimony that he pleased God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and so, so he had the right um, t- statement. He had the right testimony, uh, for alliteration's sake, statement. Uh, he had that right statement that he pleased God. And then we read on a little farther. And we see by faith Noah... Well, what did Noah do? Well, Noah had the right submission. We understand that Noah, he built an ark, uh, and for a hundred years he preached the everlasting gospel to the kingdom uh, world, to every person that was upon this face of the earth. He preached the same gospel. He preached the same message. It's going to rain, going to rain, going to rain. And it did rain, uh, and they all died besides him and his family, eight of them. And so here they are. He had the right submission. He was submissive unto God. Uh, you understand how submissive he was? They had never seen rain before. It was faith. It was faith. By faith, Noah, he had the right submission. Then we find a little farther that there's by faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham, he had the right search. The Bible says they were searching diligently. They were going out and they were searching uh, um, for this land that God had promised them. And we understand that's exactly what it was called. Uh, um, By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. Uh, And so here he is, and and for he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Uh, And so he had the right searching. He was looking for the right thing, uh, for the right person, rather. Uh, and, And so he had the right searching. And then 
then we find that there's Sarah there in 11 and 12. Uh, and the Bible tells us that Sarah there, uh, as she went through there, through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive uh, a seed and was delivered of a child uh, when she was past age. And so here she is, and I say she has the right seed. Don't you think so? Uh, she had the seed that led up to Jesus. She had the right seed. Had a good time preaching that one. And then we go a little farther and we find by faith these all. So that would include Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. It would include every single one of them in that group that journeyed and sojourned throughout the land. So I said that these all, they had the right sight. Because the Bible said that these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them from afar off. They had the right side as they were going through. And then you go on a little farther and you find Abraham again in verse number 17 through verse number 19. And you find that Abraham there, he had the right son as he was sacrificing him up on the mountain. Amen. But God sent him self a ram, a lamb. And then you find Isaac in verse number 20. And Isaac had the right sovereignty. Uh, you, you know, he, he got to this point and he, he fought with God. And as he went on through that, uh, of whom it was said, let me go to verse. But by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Uh, and so we say, what does that mean? How has he got the right sovereignty? We, we have to understand this, uh, that what took place in there was an inner battle. Uh, it was a battle because Isaac blessed uh, Esau. Hold on. He blessed Esau in his eyes. He was blind. He blessed Esau in his sight. He thought it was Esau, but, and he was convinced that Esau was the child. But no, no, no. There was a sovereign hand of God that had a touch on it, right? And he blessed Isaac. Anyways, let's move on. Then there's Jacob. He had the right successors. We understand that through Jacob, through Isaac, Jacob, Jacob came all of the ones that would go through him up to Jesus, right? Everybody with me tonight, right? All right. And then we have, by faith, Joseph. When he died, made mention of the parting of the children of Israel. Gave commandments concerning... He had the right sect. He had the right sect. Now, now he knew God would do it. He knew no matter what that God was going to do it, and that was it. No ins, outs, or anything else. Then you find, by faith, Moses. Moses had the right stand. The Bible said that he would rather serve, uh, he would rather not serve sin for a season. He'd rather suffer affliction than serve sin for He had the right stand, wouldn't you say? He goes on. And then we seen the children of Israel last week, uh, and I'm going to say they had the right shepherds. They had some good leaders. They had a shepherd that led them through the Red Sea in Moses, and they had a shepherd that led them around the walls of Jericho by the name of Joshua. They had the right shepherds. And out of all of those men and that one woman, out of all of those who displayed astounding and amazing faith, we come to one today who did the exact same, uh, but here they are. There's preachers, uh, there's friends of God and Abraham, uh, and there's leaders, um, there are people of God, and we now have a harlot. I tell you, what was God thinking in this? Well, here's what God was thinking. He was thinking she had faith. She had faith. That's what God was thinking. Faith saw past her sins and her sexual past and her style and everything else. She had faith. I'll preach to you tonight for a few moments. By faith, Rahab. It's the last singular one we're going to do. 
I don't feel like God's going to stop us here, but because there's more. But I want you to notice eight points. I'm going to be done quickly. I want you to notice, number one, the woman of faith. The Bible says, by faith, Rahab. By faith, Rahab. So what? Rahab? A harlot? A woman? A Gentile? That, that, don't, that don't make no sense. It does, now does everybody with me tonight, right? I need your help. Uh, um, they, 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 that don't make no sense. Uh, Rahab? Who, who is she? She's a woman. She's a harlot. She's a Gentile. Uh, she's a dog. You see, the fact is, God didn't account her to the list because she was a female. God accounted her a list because she had faith. That's why God encountered her to this list. And, and I see a few things in this. I see, number one, an unusual example. Now, we understand uh, that her that she was a harlot is what she was. Uh, and everyone seems to continually know her as that. Uh, everyone from the beginning all the way to the end. If you mention Rahab to anybody, the first thing going to pop in their head is harlot. She's a harlot. Every time, that's what, that's what people's going to think. It's kind of like the, the same thing that people think about other things. Uh, it's all of that combined together. When you think of David, uh, you think of what? I understand he killed a giant too, though. But a lot of times we think of their sins, is my point here. A lot of times we think of their sins. Uh, um, but this was a woman who trusted uh, in the Lord to see her out. Uh, who trusted in God. And guess what, friend? That is the gospel. We are all unusual examples of the faith in Christ. Uh, that's what you are and that's why I am. Uh, why should He have come to me? Uh, I've sinned. Uh, I've had a past. But He did come to me. She's an unusual example. Secondly, she's an, a usable example. She's a usable example. Now, through her faith, she was made usable is what she was. Now, what'd she do? Well, she hid the spies. Right? They come in, I mean, they, they, all of that. And she, she shunned the gods of Canaan uh, and had faith to believe in the God of heaven, the God of all of the universe. Uh, um, she was used in many ways because of her faith. Uh, and Lord willing, we'll get into that. But that is an example to us today. Uh, maybe unusual faith uh, um, that God would save someone like you and like me. Uh, um, but a usable is only, uh, if, if we only have faith, we can be usable. Be usable. It might be unusual, but it's, we, we can be usable. So the, the woman of faith. Secondly, I want you to notice the well-knowing of faith. Now, now the Bible says, by faith, the harlot Rahab. The harlot Rahab. What? What? She hasn't had. She wasn't a popular. There was, she wasn't something popular. Uh, um, and she had a nothing that was popular there uh, in Jericho, and I'm sure. Uh, um, but she wasn't. I bet you she was known as a harlot. Maybe her, maybe her faith, she wasn't known as a well-faith woman, right? But she was known as a harlot in Jericho, wouldn't you say? She wasn't known as a faith-filled lady. But we must understand her faith. Now, if we look at her faith, I would say it was a lonely faith. Wouldn't you say that? It was a lonely faith. Now, she was the only one that believed in God in Jericho. That's accounted for. The only one. 
Her faith was a lonely faith. Everyone else uh, seemed to turn on her. Uh, Everyone else uh, seemed to come about that. Uh, um, But she was the last person standing. Why? Because of her faith. It was a lonely faith. I would say secondly, uh, not only was it a lonely faith, but, uh, but she had a leaving faith. Now, 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 she left all and she followed Christ. Now, anybody, can anybody tell me what Jesus told His disciples? Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Is that not what, what I said in the devotion this morning? Not this morning, but yesterday morning. Take up thy cross, deny thyself, take up thy cross, and follow me. Uh, um, that's what we are to do. Uh, and that's what Rahab did. She had a leaving faith. It left the foes of her world. It left even the friends of her world. But she had faith because it was what needed. It was needed. It was a leaving faith. And then thirdly, I think it it was a lovely faith. Now now she may have left all she ever knew, uh, um, but she got all she ever needed. Amen. Amen. Friend, she got everything she ever needed. She was well known, uh, and I'm sure as a harlot, that's what she was. Um, but, but, but that didn't matter. Uh, and when the Lord came in, she was well known to the Lord. Uh, I believe she got saved. And by the way, if she did get saved, uh, I don't know if there's an exact place, but I know according to her faith, uh, and she's in the heroes of faith, I would say she got saved, wouldn't you? Uh, um, but nonetheless, uh, I just want you to know something, uh, is that I believe when she got saved uh, in that exact moment, she was known of God. God knew her. I believe God knew her name, don't you? I believe that's exactly what took place here. And it's the full gospel. I could go back to the book of Joshua and we will in a minute. Uh, um, but I could go back and I could just preach on it because it's full uh, of the gospel. She had faith. Uh, she was a well-knowing person. Uh, she was known uh, of being a harlot. But at the end, she was known by God. Isn't that good? Amen, friend. The woman of faith, the well-knowing of faith. Thirdly, I want you to notice the washing of faith. The Bible says... Uh, um, by faith, the walls of Jericho, fa- excuse me, by faith, the harlot Rahab. We've already went through that. Now, note a few things here. She had a past. Is that right? Now we understand that. We've already went through that. But I don't know if this means anything at all. But you turn to Joshua. It says Rahab the harlot. You turn to Matthew, it says Rahab. See, you turn to Hebrews, it says the harlot Rahab. Who's behind her? I don't know if that means anything at all, but it means something to me, amen? It was all behind her. She had the past. Uh, and you know, throughout the whole Bible, that past clung to Rahab. Uh, it clung to her every single time the word Rahab uh, is spoken. It says Rahab uh, the harlot. Uh, and unfortunately, that's just how it is. Uh, sin leaves scars. Uh, but however, friend, when the scars may stay, uh, the sins do not. Uh, and I thank God for that this evening, friend. Uh, the scars may stay around. Uh, you, can, you might have something you can't wash off in the shower but can I just tell you tonight the sins do not when Jesus comes in the sins don't stay amen friend she had a past but then also she had a perspective I could say she had a present too because she sure enough did 
But she had a perspective. So we're looking towards the ahead, okay? Uh, um, the, the past may have been bad, uh, uh, but beloved, I tell you, we know the future was real bi- bright uh, for this pagan Gentile harlot uh, from Jericho. Uh, and friend, I tell you, I'm thanking God for that tonight. Uh, this may be you, uh, and this was me. Uh, um, but friend, I tell you, the Bible says, uh, but ye are washed, uh, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, ye are washed in the blood of the Lamb, uh, washed forever, and what has been washed cannot be unwashed. You ever tried to unhatch a chicken? Hey man, it's not going to do it. You tried to put the yolk back in the shell and see if it stays? It's not going to do it. Uh, but friend, I tell you tonight, uh, if you have been washed, you'll never be unwashed. Hey man, friend, she was washed. And guess what she was washed in? The blood. Guess why she was washed? Because she had faith. Uh, the Bible says faith uh, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, the Bible says, uh, For ye are saved by grace through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, it is by faith that a person gets born again. Uh, and so we just seen uh, that she had her past, and now her past is washed away. Amen. Amen. Is that not a picture of the gospel? That's pure gospel message. The washing of faith. The woman of faith, well-knowing of faith. The washing of faith. Thirdly, I want you to notice this. Now check this out. This is crazy. I've never seen this before. The Lord showed me this. I want you to notice the word of faith. The Bible says, by faith, the harlot Rahab perish not. Okay? Turn with me to Joshua 2. Joshua 2. Okay? Let me put one of these nifty little things in here. Joshua in chapter number 2. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. i got to find it first, though. Joshua, in chapter number 2. Now, let's read verse number 8. The Bible says, everybody there, say amen. amen. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them up on the roof. Speaking of her to the spies. Okay, And she said unto the men, I know the Lord hath giving, given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of the Egypt. And what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our her hearts did melt. That's conviction, friend. Neither, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you swear unto me, catch this, by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto me under my Father's house and given me a, give me a true token that you will save alive. So she's speaking of saving, is that right? Save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. She is speaking of deliverance from a death. We agree on that. We're talking about the word of faith, right? Verse number 14. And the men answer our lives for yours, if ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly true and truly with Thee. There was a word spoken 
from the men of God's mouth. Now you tell me. You tell me where we're going here. Is that not the gospel? I mean, how can they hear without a preacher? Is that not right? Uh, and so I see a few things in here. Uh, the word saved them from danger. Uh, is that not right? It was the impending uh, hand of the Almighty God. Uh, the impending judgment of God was about to come upon uh, the place of Jericho. Uh, and here she is. Uh, and there is a word coming from God's men. Uh, and they told her, uh, And that, speaking of saving, we already agreed on that, uh, that they would a hundred percent their lives uh, for everything else. They would uh, get there out of there. Get them out of there. Is that right? So, do, would you not say that the word saved them from danger? Everybody, all right. Amen. The word saved them from danger. Well, then, secondly, I want you to notice the word saved them from destruction. The word saved them from destruction now. Um, they would have been destroyed. We agree on that. Everybody alright? We agree on that. The word saved them from being destroyed with the rest of the country. But it was all by faith. It was all by faith. They made it through by faith. And so they trusted the word that the men of God said to them. Isn't that right? And so they made it through because of that. I mean, I see it, friend. Do you see it? Hallelujah. That's the only way, beloved. Can I tell you that? That's the only way at all. It's trusting what God said He would do. Trusting what God said that He would do is going to be the only way through. Amen. What is faith? God said He'd do. Exactly what God said He would do. We're trusting that. Romans chapter number 10, the Bible says, uh, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For as I saith, Lord, whom hath believed our report? Uh, Isaiah 53, 1. Uh, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, and so here they are. They have heard the word uh, at this time and it, it, it absolutely uh, saved them from danger uh, and saved them from destruction. Can we not all account from that if we've been saved in here tonight? Uh, or are we just too tired or something. Uh, I'll tell you something tonight, friend. Uh, I have been saved uh, from hell. I have been saved uh, from the danger that lies ahead, the wrath to come. Uh, I have been saved from that. Uh, and I don't care on any day of the week, I'll shout about it. Uh, because I got a God in heaven who saved me from danger and destruction. Amen. He did that. And it only took trusting in what God said He would do. God said He'd save me. Amen. And I trusted Him. Amen, friend. The woman of faith, the well-knowing of faith, the washing of faith, the word of faith. Fifthly, I want you to notice the ways of no faith. Now, the Bible says very clearly there, them that believe not. She perished not with them that believe not. So they all perished. 
All the rest of Jericho perished. Why? Because they had no faith. Right? It's implying, it's implying their faith, friends, uh, is ultimately the only thing uh, that will protect you from the impending judgment of the Almighty God. Uh, And they did not believe, uh, but they implied that they had the chance to believe. Uh, They also implies uh, um, that Rahab did believe. It didn't say Rahab believed. It did not say that in Hebrews chapter number 11. Never once did it say she believed. It just said she perished not. But she perished not with them that believed not. Meaning, she believed. Friend, I tell you tonight, uh, it takes believing. Amen. Uh, the Bible says um, very clearly in Acts chapter 16 uh, and verse number 31, the Bible says, uh, oh, what must I do to be saved? Uh, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved thine and thine house. Is that not what the Bible says? Uh, and thou shalt be saved. Uh, the Bible says in the book of John uh, in chapter 3 uh, and verse number 18, right after your favorite verses, uh, the Bible says very clearly there, uh, let me try to read it just very clearly to you. The Bible says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And so there is a God that we have to believe in before we can get born again. Is that not right? I believe that's the Gospel. In verse number 36 of chapter 3 of the book of John, the Bible says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. Um, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Uh, is that exactly what took place uh, in the book of Joshua? They did not believe and therefore the wrath of God uh, abided on them. Uh, and it rested on them. Uh, and it was destroyed uh, is what took place. Uh, that's exactly what's going to happen one day. Uh, if you're not saved in here, uh, you better start thinking it over a little bit more. Uh, because there's a God in heaven uh, who loves you uh, but does does not, uh, is not slack concerning his promise. And that destruction will one day come. And you're going to have to believe, have faith on the Son of God. Amen. We see the ways of no faith. Thank God for the day I believed on him. Amen. Sixthly, we see the wager of faith. W is the hardest word other than Z or X or something to alliterate. The Lord help me and I'm thankful for that. The wager of faith. Now the Bible says very clearly by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with those who believed not. And then it tells us when she had received the spies with peace. Now this was not something that was without danger. Everybody agree? Now, this could have been her end. It could have been her end. I mean, completely. According to Joshua chapter number 2, if you read it there, uh, the Bible says that she hid the spies. Why would she have to hide them if it wasn't dangerous? And so so a a person will never risk their lives uh, for something they do not believe in. She believed in it. Notice a few things. She had strong faith. Uh, If you're going to make a wager, if you're going to make a bet, if you will, I don't believe in betting, but if you're going to make a bet or a wager with something, uh, um, it may come to pass uh, along this line, uh, you're going to have to have some strong faith. 
In the upcoming days, can I just tell you, you're going to have to have some strong faith. Because when that election don't go the way we want it to go, we're going to have to have strong faith. I pray it does go the way we want it to go. But it might not. God might not give mercy again. I'm just telling you the truth, okay? God's never, God, God never has to give anything. But He will give thanks. In His grace, He gives mercy. And I'm thankful for that, friend. But she had strong faith, and we must have strong faith. It wasn't a faith that washed away when the times got hard. Uh, but it only got stronger. It only got better. It only got closer to Him. Uh, and in those times of hardness, uh, in those times uh, when you are seemingly wagering something, uh, death, life, what will it be? Uh, when you're doing those things, you must have a strong faith uh, and only draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you. She had a strong faith. I wouldn't dare to say she had a sincere faith. When you say so, I mean, I mean, her faith was proven in actions. Uh, when she uh, threw the scarlet cord uh, out the window, and they come up over the wall, uh, and they come up there and set up on the flax, uh, and they and they hid under there, and she hid them under there uh, in a time of of impending judgment of God. It's going to happen soon. Uh, it's going to happen very soon. Uh, and here she is, uh, and she proved her faith sincerely through actions. Not only is it a sincere faith, but I believe, I believe it, she had a sustaining faith. Now you say, how was it sustaining? Well, it kept getting better and better. Every single time, I, as time grew on, as each step uh, was taking, as the children of Israel were marching around the walls of Jericho, uh, I'm sure with that many people, I know there was around 2 million people approximately, according to scholars. Uh, I'm not a Bible scholar, I'm a Bible student. Uh, but here she is, and I'm sure that inside her house she could hear them. Now you think about, is this the last step? Is this going to be the last step that they take? Uh, I hear them going and they're marching and they're marching and they're marching. Uh, and I'm sure she taught, uh, thought the time is getting closer. Uh, and the time is coming to hand. Uh, and maybe she would look out the window and say, uh, Is it going to be today? Uh, is it going to be today? Uh, and friend, I have no clue. Uh, um, but I tell you this, uh, her faith, uh, friends, was a sustaining faith. Because guess what? She made it. She made it. And friend, I tell you something right now. You ought to start looking out your windows for the return of the Lord. The impending hand of God is going to come upon the nation of America and I believe it could be soon. And I believe one day you might look out that eastern side of your house and look up at the clouds and see the Lord of glory coming down. And friend, I tell you, we ought to be looking and while we're here though, we ought to have faith. The wager of faith. Uh, the woman, the well knowing, the washing, the word, uh, the ways of no faith. And then we got the wager. And seventhly, and almost lastly, uh, I am beginning to finish. The Bible says the witness of faith. Amen. The witness of faith. Joshua. Joshua again. You might not turn back there with me. But I'm going to read you a verse there. Uh, I'm back over there in the book of Joshua. The Bible says very clearly in the book of Joshua in chapter number 6. Uh, in verse number 23. Uh, the Bible says, And the young men that were spies uh, went in and brought out Rahab. And the verse stops. It doesn't stop there, friend. And her father and her mother and uh, her brethren and all that she had and they brought out all her kindred and left them 
without the camp of Israel. Boom. Now you say, what are you talking about? Well, the witness, her whole family got in because of her faith. Is everybody understanding that? Her whole family got in because of her faith. Uh, uh, maybe she was going around and saying, uh, Hey, come to my house. Uh, um, get in here. Uh, and get in here now. Uh, um, come on, friends. Uh, come on, family. Uh, come on now. Uh, the time is nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer. You must get inside of this house uh, because the men of God have preached. Uh, and they said uh, that whoever's in this house, uh, um, thy family, uh, thy father, thy mother, thy brethren, thy sister, and, and all of them will be saved from the appending hand of God. Man, friend, I'll tell you something. Uh, the book of Luke in chapter 21, uh, I think it is in verse number 28, uh, the Bible says, uh, and when these things uh, begin to come to pass, uh, uh, then look up uh, and lift up your heads uh, because your redemption uh, draweth nigh. Can I just tell you tonight, uh, redemption is not a thing, but redemption is a person uh, and He is coming soon uh, and we must go out uh, and we must be a witness uh, and we must tell the world uh, that he's coming uh, and judgment is coming with him uh, and there will be a sword uh, and there will be a sling uh, and there will be all those things uh, but in those times they still will be Satan uh, and we must be careful because he will deceive and in these times I'm telling you I'm telling you your faith could be the difference in your family your faith could be the difference in your family. You say, my mama needs to get in, my daddy needs to get in, my brother needs to get in, my sister needs to get in. Everybody needs to get in. Uh, and can I tell you, uh, your faith is the only thing that changes it. And your faith is only going to be different uh, and be different to them too. Uh, don't change when you get around them. Uh, and don't be the same. Uh, talk the same. Uh, act the same. Uh, dress the same. Uh, live the same when you're around them. Uh, because your faith may be the difference from them. Uh, we read there with that jailer and got born again when Paul and Silas began to sing in the prison. And here they are and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be born again? What must I do to be saved? And he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thine and thine house. And thine and thine house were saved. And so I believe that, don't you? I don't believe that your salvation is going to save your household. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a bunch of hogwash. But I believe that if you get saved and you display your faith, your household will have a whole lot better chance of getting born again too. And what you need to do and what I need to do is get them in the house now because tomorrow could be the day when Jesus comes. Friend, I tell you, if they see your car in the driveway on Wednesday night, they ain't going to believe that what you got is worth it. If they see your car on Sunday night, they ain't going to believe what 
what you got uh, is worth it. Uh, but your neighbors ought to know that on Sunday your car's going to be gone. Uh, and they ought to know on Sunday night uh, your car's going to be gone. Uh, they ought to know on Wednesday night at 7.30 your car will not be in that driveway. Uh, because there is something more important. Uh, there is something better. Uh, and I'm trying to get what I can get. Uh, so my family can get in. Uh, I got sisters that are lost. Uh, I got brothers that are lost. Uh, and I want them to get in. Uh, but if they don't see no different than me, what do you make? What makes you think they're going to believe? Amen, friend. I've heard it and I've seen it face to face. I ain't going to tell you who. But I'll tell you this. I was working with a man one time claiming Christian. That's what he was. And uh, it was a lost man. Lost man. Very lost. He knew that. I'd been witnessing to him trying to get him to the house of God. He said, I'll come one day. And the lifestyle of that one who's born again proved that sinner who's headed to hell that he didn't need what he needed. He didn't need what he had. This is exactly what he said to me. I was, I was, I was cussed out at this point in time by the, the, the Christian. And this is what that co-worker said. He said, if he's got, if he's got salvation or Jesus or whatever, then I don't need him because I got him too. That don't make no sense now. I'm telling you the truth tonight. Your lifestyle and the display of your lifestyle will absolutely change the display of those around you. I don't even think that's a word. But I'll tell you this. Today, I was working in Clemson, and this man who, he's got the nastiest mouth in the world. And this is what he said to me. And I got convicted. I'm still convicted over this. I had to take it to the Lord. Well, I've down there. I haven't worked down there a lot around him. I haven't spent much time around him, much time talking to him, nothing. But this is what I said. I, I told him, I said, I'm, I said, I'm a preacher, and he's a preacher too. He said, oh, Really? I got convicted over that. I said, we're a Christian business. That's what we are. I said, so we got to get home and go to church. And my point is, is that he never said a cuss word after that. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not saying that he got saved because he surely, God didn't. But I'll tell you the truth is that your lifestyle will change other people's lifestyle, at least around you. Amen. It will. It will got to get off that see the witness of faith the witness of faith done I'm done done we see lastly we see the wages of faith if you got your Bible open turn with me to Matthew chapter number one Matthew chapter number one okay we're done book of Matthew is right after the book of Malachi Right before the book of Mark. It's in the New Testament. Book of Matthew chapter number 1. Verse number 5. The Bible says, And Salmon beget Boaz, Booz, of who? Rechab. And Booz beget Obed of Ruth, and Obed beget Jesse, and Jesse beget David, the king, and so on. 
You know what you're saying, preacher? Here's what I'm saying. Because of her faith, she saw rewards. She became an ancestor of the Lord. Understand that. I mean, the flesh can give slight rewards, but but, but nothing, 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 nothing can compare uh, to what's waiting over yonder. Amen? Uh, Nothing can compare to that. Uh, And here she is, and she becomes the fourth uh, or the third out of the five uh, women in uh, Matthew chapter 1 that's mentioned. I mean, I understand we have Mary. We understand we have the wife of Urias, which is Bathsheba. And then we understand we have Rahab. uh, And we understand we have Tamar uh, and we understand that we have all of those and Ruth of course uh, um, but here we are uh, and we have this woman who was once a harlot uh, but now you see the C in front of her name in the middle of her name when Jesus walks in he's going to be the middle of your life uh, and he's going to change your life uh, and here she is uh, in this moment uh, and she has uh, rewards I guarantee Rahab is sitting in heaven this evening this very evening uh, and she's sitting there in heaven and she's still Still thankful for the rewards that God gave her. Now you know what an amazing thing is. Is that her great grandson David. Well her grandson. Her son, excuse me, Boaz. Is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Inward and outwardly is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then there he is. David in whom Jesus Christ is one day going to come back and sit on His throne and have His enemies His footstool. And so there He is. And she is going to be reaping all the rewards. Amen. Every one of them, she's going to be reaping those rewards. The book of Romans in chapter 8, I think is what the verse is. Romans in chapter number 8 and verse number 18, I think it is. The Bible says, For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory uh, which which shall be revealed in us. Uh, There is a day coming uh, where your faith uh, will become sight uh, and you will be rewarded uh, for everything you've done, good, bad, ugly, and everything in between. Uh, There's a God in heaven tonight uh, who looks at your faith uh, and looks at what you do uh, and how you live uh, and how you act uh, and what your witness is uh, and watch all those uh, how much of a faith woman you are, how much of a faith man you are, how much of a well-knowing person you are, how much of a, if you've been washed before, you know, he looks at that too, and if you've heard the word and received it, and heeded it, and went on and honed it, and went on and hid it in your heart, he looks on those things, and he looks on it, and he looks at your ways, the ways of no faith when you just don't trust in him as you should trust in him, Jesus looks upon the those things too. Uh, and he said, son, you should have trust me. Uh, I told you I'd come through in that moment. Uh, don't you know that I will? Uh, and he looks at the things uh, and the wagers of life when things get high and things get hard uh, and you cannot go on any longer uh, and it looks like you're going to either be in a jail cell uh, or you're going to continue to preach the gospel. Uh, and I tell you tonight, in all of those things, uh, there will come a day when we stand in front of the beam of sight of our Lord, beam of seat of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he looks at us and he tests our works and he makes them manifest and he throws them in the fire and they'll either come out as a crown or they'll come out as nothing but ashes. But I'll tell you tonight, I pray to God there'll be wages 
that come out of that. Because those wages, the reason we work for those wages, is so we can cast them at the feet of Jesus. Only reason. Not so I can wear them and look real pretty. None of those things. But it is so I can worship. Not wearing, but worship. That's what I want to do tonight. And I believe when Rahab stands at the beam seat of Christ, I believe she's going to be good. Because she had a washing, and she got born again, and it changed her life forever. Forever, forever. Aren't you glad about that tonight? By faith, Rahab, we must have by faith, we must have faith. But one day that faith's going to become sight. And when it becomes sight and we're standing in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, how will it be? How will it be? I believe Rahab's was good. But how will it be? Lord, help us tonight. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the time of preaching the word of God. Stayed longer than I wanted to, Lord, but I'm thankful that you gave liberty. Lord, and I cannot complain. I'm not apologizing for anything that you've gave me tonight. So thankful for that, Lord. Lord, in the time of commotion, when everything's just running around rampant, Lord, in this world today, I pray, God, that we would be people of God. We'd be witnesses for you. And, Lord, so we can stand out like a sore thumb in this world of wickedness. Help us, Lord, to glorify you in all things that we said and do. Jesus, precious and holy name, keep everybody safe on the way home. Bring us back next time. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.